Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Horsefly Chronicles Radio with Julia and Philip Siracusa. Sponsored by Carnation. Airing live on United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. This show's opening has been produced, edited, narrated by Gwen Luckett at glucket.com. Everyone and welcome to Monday night segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the United Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We're also live on Roku, so you can watch us live right now from your TV. Um, we are fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. You'll have to do a few things in order to participate and chat. Go to the YouTube channel, UFO Paranormal Radio. You can go to all the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, Twitch, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and of course, our group, Horsefly Chronicles Radio. And if you have any questions for our guests, please ask. So tonight, guys, we have another amazing guest. So please welcome to the show, June Edward. She is a psychic medium, as well as a consultant with many well-known paranormal groups and authors. She is an author and a teacher of psychic and mediumship development. She created the Relationship Mastery Program, which teaches people how to change their energy, learn from their love lessons, and repair their relationships. She's also worked on many missing persons cases, and you can find 
all of her books on Amazon.com. So please let's welcome her to the show. Yay. Welcome. Hi. Hi, how are um, you? How are you? Great. How is it in New Orleans? I love that place. <laughs> yes. Well, we are the, the, the network broadcast is live from New Orleans, but we are actually in Eastern PA. Ah, yes. wonderful. Yes. yes. And we have never been there, so. <laughs> You've never been to New Orleans? No. No. Very haunted, very haunted place. You'd love it. <laughs> oh my god! I I know. I can't believe we have not been there, but we gotta go. I know. Yeah. So definitely an experience. Yes, yes. Can you can you take us to like the beginning of your story? Um, at what age <laughs> did you realize that you had these gifts, and were they passed down to you from like your parents? So I had a really strange upbringing, to be honest. Um, my dad, I'm one of eight children. Um, my dad had kidnapped the younger five when we were young and I was only 10 years old. So I had no idea that my mom was actually a medium. I hadn't, didn't see her for many years until I got married, but yeah, my mom was a medium. So my first experience that I remember was probably when I was three or four years old and I would wake up in the morning and hear somebody calling my name. Go in, figuring it must be my parents, and they're fast asleep. So I'd go back to bed and start hearing it again and get a little scared and pull the covers over my head. And then I started seeing faces and people and then people standing around the bed. Very, very scary when you're little. And how do you talk about it? <laughs> you're three or four years old. You don't even know what you see. And all you know is it doesn't make a lot of sense. So... Um, and when I got a little bit older and I went to school and I started telling people what was going to happen before it happened, you start getting labeled as a freak. So you really try to block it as best you can. It's, it's kind of a scary thing. It is. And, yeah. And then, you know, for the most of my adult life, I would try to block it because when people would die, they would come to me. Even if they were just acquaintances of someone that I knew, they would come to me and I'd tell them, listen, such and such a person died. And they're like, no way, I saw them yesterday. I'm like, I'm telling you, they died. Sure enough, they died. Um, and then when I was 52, I was having a lot of trouble with my business and my, I was going through a second divorce and I went to have some Reiki work done, which is energy work. Mm-hmm. And she recommended that I meditate just to relax. And I'm like, there's no way I can meditate. I'm running five businesses. I'm going through a divorce. I'm raising kids. I'm going nuts here. Sure enough, as soon as I meditated, everything opened up again. And again, I'm panicking because I can't turn it off. So I went crazy trying to find, you know, I'm going grabbing all the awakening magazines and going through and calling every psychic in there and telling them, listen, I I don't know how to turn this off. What do I do? I, you know, and uh, it's the old adage that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So when people contact me and they're having the same experience, I'm more than happy to direct them and help them because you have to learn how to turn it on and off like a light switch. You cannot live your life with the other side coming through to you all the time. You'll just go crazy. And if you don't get properly trained, this is why a lot of mediums and psychics, they'll, you know, they'll self-medicate, they'll drink, they'll do drugs because you know, people think they're crazy. They're not. They just don't know how to turn it on and turn it off. So I took a year and a half training and learned who I'm talking with, how to turn it on, how to turn it off. 
and they teach you from the other side. My, my education and the things that I've learned, I've learned from the other side. Wow. When you see, when you see them, how, how do they appear to you? So most of the time when they come through to, so everybody, every medium is different. Everyone works differently. So when they come through to me, they either come through the way they looked prior to passing so that I can describe them that way, or they'll come through the way they thought they looked the best in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So for instance, my mom died at 93. She comes through to me at the age of 18 or 19. Oh, wow. I had I have one client whose um, her mom comes through every time as a blonde. And I mean, I gave her every what what she does for a living, what are what her, you know, everything about her. And she knew it was her. And then I said, she's got blonde hair. She's like, that's not my mom. I'm like, yeah, it's your mom. So then she went on to tell me that she had dyed her hair blonde for a short period of time. Family oh, wow. hated it. She loved it. So she comes through as a blonde every time. Yeah. That's amazing. We have so many stories like that. Like they will appear to you as they as they feel the most they feel the most beautiful. Well, they don't have a body and they can appear as anything or anyone they want. And a lot of times they'll come through to me um, just to give me a clue. Because some of them are very talkative. Some of them are so chatty, I just let them talk through me instead of repeating it because they're talking so fast. And others, for whatever reason, don't talk. It's all a game of charades. They'll just give me symbols and signs. And I, they've taught me a whole long list. Like if I see a, a pocket protector on a guy, I know they're either an engineer or they thought they were a geek and didn't fit in. One of the two. Um, really nice dress shoes on a guy means that he was either into shoes or the way he dressed and the way people saw him was very important to him. So they've given me this whole list of things for clues for the ones that for whatever reason, just don't talk. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, you said something before how it's really hard to block them out in the beginning when you're learning. Yeah. Now, yeah, it is. now the problem that we have, cause we live in a haunted house as you might know. And you know, we, after a certain amount of years, we kind of like got blocked off by everything that's going on here. And what do you mean like you got blocked off? We're completely blocked from everything that's in the house. I don't so understand we, what you mean. Well, because we can't feel anything anymore. Like we can't, we get blocked from the negative things that are in the house. But if we're in other locations, we can pick them up really, really quickly. Okay. So they're just hiding from you is what they're doing. Because so, so I'll say a couple of things. Let me back up for us. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I forgot to interject there was that I died at 27. Okay. And everybody calls it a near death experience. I never did because I died. I went to heaven. Oh, I, wow. Less than 1% of the people make it to the level that I went to. I had a full, full life review. And I was told that it wasn't my time and I could come back if I wanted to. And I came back for my kids. But having been there, I believe it raised my vibration to such a level that because uh, we're all energy and we're all energetic vibration and we're all different frequencies. So my frequency is such that I have the ability to go back and forth to that that lowest level of heaven, the fifth dimension at will. So and I'm able to see and hear. And quite honestly, just about everywhere you go is haunted. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are yeah. everywhere. And um, 
the amount of, I call them lower vibrational entities, ghosts. The amount of them that are here is astronomical to me. Um, they're not all evil, but there is a lot of evil here. And evil will use the lower vibrational entities to get to you because their goal is to get your body because they don't have one. Right. Okay. They're bodiless and they, that's what they want as a body. So they're basically hiding from you is what they're doing. And I lived in a haunted house. I've lived in ever, so many haunted houses. It's ridiculous. But my last one, I had owned the house uh, for about 30 years. It was built in the early 1800s as one of the oldest duplexes in the country built as a duplex. And when I moved into it and renovated it and brought in like my furniture, my nice hutch with all my glassware and the, guy that built it was a farmer and his first wife died he remarried the second wife did not get along with the children from the first marriage so when uh before he died he did a will and literally divided the house the property in two and told her what rooms she was allowed to go into and cut the property right down the center right down the privy in the back which was the outhouse so when i moved in uh, the first thing that happened was I was sitting in the living room, lived by myself, having some dinner, and I thought a car hit the front of the building. It was that loud of a crash. And I have a beautiful hutch, and the middle shelf is six feet long. There's three shelves. They are extremely heavy. And they're pinned in with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pins, okay? Five across the back two up each side. There's no way this shelf is moving. She pulled out the back pins. So if the shelf, the top shelf dropped and the, the shelf and all the crystal came crashing down. So now I'm running over there. I'm trying to pick up the shelf and take the crystal off and save my glasses. And I'm like, this is just insane. How did this happen? Right? Didn't see her at all. Didn't feel her at all. The next uh, couple of days, I'm having dinner again. I had a glass of wine, put the glass on the kitchen counter. And the next morning when I got up to do the dishes, I went to pick up the glass of wine and it was cut around the top about two inches down all the way around like it was cut with a glass cutter and the whole top piece just came right off. Oh, my God. And I'm saying to myself, wow, that's really weird, right? What kind of a defect is that in glass, right? Still kind of let it go. And again, this was at the beginning of my abilities opening up. So, you know, I wasn't really fully sure of stuff either. So then a week later, I had another glass of wine. This time I washed the glass. I put it in the kitchen window. I get up the next morning. I go to get the glass. And you know how sometimes a glass will get that rim around it, right? Yeah. So forgetting about the other glass, I'm like, shoot, I thought I washed that glass. Go to pick it up. The whole top of the glass came off again. Then wow. it hit me. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, show yourself now. I know there's somebody here. Show yourself. So she shows up right at the bottom of the stairs in my, in my kitchen with two children in tow, a little boy and a little girl. Boys about five, girls about eight. I'm like, you did this. And then she starts, this is my house. You need to get out. You shouldn't have alcohol in my house. You didn't like that I drank. 
Yeah, she was very, very jealous of me, and that's why she crashed all the all the crystal in my hutch. So I told her that this is not her house. This is my house. She needs to go. And I was very firm about it, and I saged the entire house top to bottom. She disappeared for about three or four months. I'm in the bathroom one morning brushing my teeth. I have a very heavy medicine cabinet on the wall. It's glass, mirrored glass all the way around. It probably weighs 30 to 35 pounds. All of a sudden, it falls on top of me as I'm brushing my teeth. Now I'm trying to hold this thing up as it's falling on top of me. And it's on brackets on the wall. It's on metal brackets holding it up, top and bottom. There's no way it fell. It had to be pulled, literally pushed down and pulled forward to get them off the wall. And I was like, she, she's, she was out to get me, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And then I, got a do- then I got a dog. And thank God, because mm-hmm. the dog could see her before I saw her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, my abilities have gotten much, much more as the as training and the years have gone by. But at the time, I wasn't sensing her because she would hide. But yeah. then the dog would sense her and then I would see her. Did you and just did know you, that I had? Yeah. Were you, you able to, were you able to like get rid of her, like let her go? So you can't permanently get rid of some of right. these entities. Okay, they're going to continually come back because they're either connected to the land or the house or the person. <laughs> so I, with the person, they'll follow you. She didn't follow me. I know she's connected to the house. Um, the, only, the best that you can do is um, continually sage it, put uh, holy water. So I would put bowls of holy water, little, little small bowls of holy water up in the attic because that's the portal where she was coming in and out of the house from was in the attic. Uh, but again, you got to watch it because the more often they're there, the water evaporates faster than it normally would. Okay. And my youngest son is very perceptive as well. He came to my house one day and he just, as soon as he walked in the door, he goes, mom, you need to do the attic again. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's the best that you can do is constantly sage it and sage it properly. So, because they'll hide from you when they see you coming. They don't like the smell of the sage. They don't like the whole, that's, that's why they run from it. I have, I know Phil's got questions on that one. So for us. Yeah. Hopefully we're running out of time already because we're already 820 and the show, we don't have much time. I want to get to some bullet point questions. Sure. Go Um, go ahead. What is, what is heaven like? You said you've been to heaven. What's it like? So. It's interesting because it wasn't like I turned around to look at it at that point in time, but I've seen it since. So without a body, the feeling of heaven is the most euphoric high that you could ever be on in your life. Okay. If I, I don't even know what you could actually, I've never done drugs here, so I don't know. Maybe that's the euphoric high, but it's the most euphoric high. And the only two things you take with you is love and knowledge, not education. That's what you read in a book. Knowledge Mm -hmm. is what you've experienced in your lifetime. But when you get there, you have the knowledge of every lifetime, all of your lifetimes. You have all that knowledge when you get there. And it's just pure love and joy is what's there. And you can, I mean, without a body, you can go wherever you want. It's just like, you know, if you do a good deep meditation, your soul can leave your body. You can astral project. 
they can, you can go anywhere, you can do anything you want. And a lot of people that have had NDEs come back here and they're so depressed because they cannot recreate that euphoric feeling that you have when you're there. But if they learn how to meditate properly and let their soul leave their body and go back to that, even the fourth dimension, their, their um, energetic level will rise enough that they'll be able to get that back enough to sustain themselves here. You say it's heaven. Now, certain religion doesn't believe in reincarnation and multiple lifetimes that you have experienced on the other side. So then is it true to believe that religion is left out of the equation of heaven? So there are over 176 recognized religions just in the United States. There's over <laughs> 2,000 around the world, okay? Right. I think it's very... Um, conceded to say one is right and all the rest are wrong, okay? Everything has a purpose. And when you get to heaven, you realize that there is only one source energy. You can call it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad, God, whatever you want to call it, there is only one. And I can tell you that I've studied probably a half a dozen religions through my lifetime. And there are pieces of every religion that are right, and there are pieces that are wrong. And they all serve a purpose. So if their purpose is to get you to love your neighbor and help each other, because that's why we're here, and learn your lessons that you're here for, then it's served its purpose. Okay? Um, there's, there's a lot of truth in all the religions. And the way heaven has been described to me from the other side, and maybe they, they did it because I, I, I was a trained chef, but it's like a layer cake. And you go to the level and uh, of your belief system and how advanced your soul is. Okay. How advanced your soul is. How advanced your soul is and what, what your belief system is. Correct? So, so then in, in retrospect then, each individual soul may experience heaven different on a different form of consciousness because some people say, well, they've been to heaven and see angels and Jesus where other people go and say that doesn't exist. And well, it's they didn't get to heaven because I've seen Jesus. I mean, I've seen Jesus. I've seen angels and they come here. <laughs> they come here too. Right. So then there's a lot of miscommunication with the information coming from the other side, because obviously if somebody goes to heaven who has died in a near-death experience and they see a God and angels and another person dies and says they've been to heaven and has no encounter of that. So then I I'm cannot speak to their to experience. Two different playing fields. I, I can't speak to their experience. You know, I've had people tell me that they believe they died and went to heaven. Um, and once I've gone through everything with them, in fact, they did not die. Their soul left their yeah. body. So there's many times if you're going to be in a tragic car accident, something like that, your soul jumps out of your body before that. So you're not so traumatized. Okay, and your soul will be standing there watching this whole event occur. Yeah. But you didn't technically die. It wasn't your time. You didn't go to heaven and you go back into your body after. Okay. And again, less than 1% of the people that claim they've gone to heaven have had a life review like I've had. 
Most of them don't have a life review. Whether it's just not their time and they come right back, I, I can't speak to it because I don't know everyone's individual situation. I can only tell you what I know and what I've, what they've taught me. That's all I can all I can tell you. Right. So is heaven an existence of like heaven on earth as an immense an immense city of there's homes and people and 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 joy and you see everything and you can vibrationally live through an existence of a form of a higher you? Are you talking what in my 3D body now? Or are you talking once you're on the other side? When you're on the other side. So I've never seen homes. I've never seen anything like that. The only things that I have seen, there are rooms. There are large rooms. Um, for instance, I can read Akashic records. So there is an Akashic record room. And then there's like this long tunnel that all the books are in, but there are rooms within that structure. It is a structure. It's almost look, it almost looks like, um, like a crystal palace from the outside looking in. You know, I you know it's, interesting. it's, it's interesting. It's uh, interesting. Just that, I play both sides. Now, I, I do believe in heaven, and I do believe the existence of the other side, of course. I mean, you know, I live in a haunted house, so I know this exists, both ends. I think where I get lost is people say, well, I believe in reincarnation, which I do myself. And then a person comes along with abilities to communicate with that person. Well, how do you know they're not reincarnated? And you're not talking to that person, or are you talking to a fragment of residual energy of that person? Are you talking about the ghost or talking about a 3D person? I'm talking about communicating with somebody who's already died and has okay. already started a new life. How is that possible? It's not. So they're either on the other side or they're not. So oh, when okay. I... Yeah, yeah. So I tried to bring a little girl through that was eight years old once for her brother. She had been murdered probably 25 years ago. And I had the ability to bring through pretty much everybody. And I could not bring this little girl through. Wow. So her relatives from the other side came through to tell me that she wasn't there. They told me. So my, my knowledge and my experience is that most people reincarnate every three to four hundred of our years. Okay. Not the same on the oh, other no, side. Okay. Okay. Because time is different. We create time here. So it's about a hundred years for them. It's three to 400 of our years, but she reincarnated immediately as soon as she was murdered. And that's rare, but it happens. Wow. So if, if they're here, they're not there. You okay. can't be two places at the same time. Huh. It's one soul. You, you only have one soul. So it's either there or it's going to be here. I mean, your soul is too big for this body. So people talk about seeing an aura. That's part of your soul that's over your body. And the majority of your soul is actually in the lowest level of heaven, which is the fifth dimension. And that orchestrates the timing of the plan that you made before you came here because you planned this life. Yes. Uh, right. You planned it. So you planned this journey, whether right. it's short-lived or long-lived and how you're going to exit. Exactly. And people write in, you know, people write in exits. And then, and I was told that that was an exit that I wrote into my life that I could have taken if I wanted to, uh, because I had a very difficult life, but I did not want to take it. I wanted to be here for my children. 
The only exit that's not acceptable is suicide. That is not, and never written into your plan and is not an acceptable exit because now you've let everybody down that you were supposed to interact with in this lifetime. Okay. So if someone, you know, commits suicide, what, what, in your opinion, what happens to them? Well, it's not my opinion. It's what I've been shown and right. told and I've talked to them. Um, they go to the other side. The only people that are not in heaven, believe it or not, are someone that takes another person's life and has no remorse for it. Okay. Those are the only people that I cannot bring through from heaven. And I do not work with hell and I don't work with, you know, anything like that unless I absolutely have to. But the okay. only people I can't find are those people. But everybody else, they came here for, for a reason. When they have when they've committed suicide, most of them, I've only come across one that was not remorseful. Okay. OK, all the rest of them that I've come across are very remorseful, understand that they let everyone down on this side and they actually have to go through more counseling, for lack of a better word, on the other side before, you know, they're ready to start really living their life on the other side and enjoying the other side. And they everyone has to go through um, sorts of counseling before they can reincarnate again when they're making their plan. So, I mean, it's, it's all so interesting. It really, yeah. it really is. It, it's all very intricate and complicated as well. It, I mean, it is, and it's just, I don't, it just leaves you, sometimes it leaves you with more questions. Well, someone, according to what she's saying. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, someone then has to be the judge of a person looking to end their life who cannot take the pain. Now, we all know that in different countries that if a, if a person is dying of a sickness, there are certain doctors around the world that will perform the exit sign for them. Right. So you're talking about assisted, assisted, assisted dying. Yes. Okay. Now, so they do it in this country well. Say that again. Is that a form of suicide? I don't believe so because, you know, they do it in this country as well. My mom was 93 and um, it was very, very sudden. She had stage four cancer. We had no idea. She had a hole right through her lung and all within 24 hours. And um, I wanted her to be comfortable. I didn't want her to suffer. And what they do is they give them a mix of morphine and Xanax and they go back and forth until everything kind of shuts down. And, you know, I saw her soul leave her body. She knew I wanted to see it. I saw her soul leave her body. And then I immediately saw her go to the other side to see my father. They died on the exact same day, the exact same age, one year apart. 
Wow. And they hadn't and they hadn't been married for over 50 years, but talked every day. Okay. And she immediately went to his side, went to him on the other side. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was. And th there's a whole bunch more to that, too. But I mean, that was technically assisted. OK. And she just went straight to heaven. So I don't think that counts as suicide. She had already finished her life. She was at the end of her life at that point. So whether, you know, whether she was helped along in that last day or two or three or, you know, or suffered it out, which nobody wants to see that. No, Do you still have any kind of communication with your parents from the other side through dreams or visions? I just call them and talk to them. They, every time I meditate in the morning, half the time somebody shows up, either one of my sisters, all of a sudden and they'll be playing with my hair and I'm like, it's, it's one or the other. You, sometimes they come together. I have two sisters on the other side. Sometimes they come together. But yeah, no, I, I see them. I talk to them. They're, you know, all you got to do you is call them. them. You see yeah, them. And they're in their vibrant um, dimension of what they want to look like. And they're right. they mom, good and felt good. Yeah, my mom comes through at the age of 19. She is so happy. I like that. So <laughs> 19. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she was she was gorgeous. Oh my god, she was beautiful. Yeah, that's how she comes through. My dad, um, we have a strained relationship still um, on the other side because of a lot of things that he has to work through that I that happened prior to his passing. Uh, but he's enjoying himself. He's my father never did anything for himself. He worked 24 seven for his whole life. And he, he loved golf, but never did it. He'd watch it on TV. He's over there golfing, fishing. Yeah. He's, he's really enjoying himself. So wait, wait. And again, this is for the listeners. We have a lot of listeners. I'm going to get a lot of questions later in my messenger. So I want to answer them now. You said he's fishing in heaven. So they come down here. He'll be sitting, you know, he could be sitting right next to somebody on the pier fishing. Well, it's free will, right? It, I mean, exactly. They well, get, it's just I'm, trying, I'm trying to understand how it's done. So you just can't see them fishing. No, I, I, I don't see him actually fishing. He tells me he's fishing. I see him with a fishing pole. Yeah. I'm not wow. him sitting there fishing. He's telling me this is what he's doing. He's going fishing. But I mean, there's souls everywhere. And, and the thing is, so if they're low vibration, like the ghosts in your house, because mm -hmm. they haven't gone into the light and come back, they're low vibration, they can't move any faster than you and me. They, if they want to go somewhere, they're literally going to hop in the backseat of somebody's car and, and take a ride to get where they want to go. Yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah, but once you've gone into the light, you can go anywhere you want. I mean, one woman I brought through, she was traveling all over Europe. It's what she always wanted to do when she was alive and couldn't do. And that's what she was wow. doing. Yeah. Wow. So I know, now I know how to go on a free vacation when I cross over. When that time comes, I'm going to go to Egypt. I'm going to go to Europe. I want to go to Russia. I want to go around the world. Hey, um, I have a request for you. Since you have these abilities... I do have a quick request and I would really appreciate it now that I know, and I have done some research, research on you and I was quite impressed. My mom passed away in December and I would like to know verbatim if you can talk to her really quick and give me some response. Honestly, I, I don't work under the gun like that. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I need to meditate and I need to connect. Okay. So you need to put yourself first. into a form of, 
Well, I need to have my own protection and, you know, there's certain okay. things that I do prior to connecting to the other side for my own, my own protection. Um, okay. So that's what I, yeah, prior to bringing someone through. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Um, and, and to tell someone verbatim what someone said, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, sometimes you catch a few words, sometimes you catch them all. I can only give what I get. That's how yeah. it works. Okay. So a person that lost a loved one, which the world is in chaos right now and people are going very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, what is the best way for people to communicate with loved ones? They need to learn how to get in touch with their own soul. So if they learn how to meditate properly and get in touch with their own soul um, through meditation, they'll be able to talk to them and see them. Um, I taught it for years and every single person that's gone through any of my classes was able to not only develop their psychic abilities, but have mediumship abilities and talk to their loved ones as well. They, they hear you all the time. All you have to do is talk and they'll hear you. Yeah. So they hear you. May you. Not hear them. They, they okay. hear you, but you're not going to hear them unless you're, you know, meditating and really paying attention and listening. And a lot of people, I, you know, a lot of my clients, I've worked out um, like yes and no type things with simple lights, night lights, lights that they can turn on very easily, flashlights they can do easily, but these switch night lights they can do easily and ask them questions, you know, and get, tell me, blink it once for yes and twice for no. I have quite a few people that do that with their loved ones in the past. And I have one whose who's fiance learned how to work his cell phone. She sends the most beautiful messages through his cell phone. Oh my Because it's energy. It's energy. Huh, and once right. they learn how to manipulate things and use them, yeah, well, it's just energy. They yeah. do know how to manipulate electronics, that's yeah. for sure. They do. And, and I mean, and again, I can only give what I get. I was at a big show one day, and the guy in the front row, I'm like, all I'm seeing is a prom dress. I said, I have no idea what this is, what this message means. He wanted to talk to his wife. All I'm seeing is a prom dress. Makes no sense to me, but all I can give you is what I get. And he starts laughing, and he goes, yep, my wife's favorite saying, I'm off like a prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so you see a, an image it depends okay. some of them some of them talk some of them show you stuff it depends they're not all blabbermouths some are some aren't yeah it kind of reminds me of john edwards as well when i watched him way back in the day he'll hear something or he'll get a, a quick snippet of a vision and then ask if anybody has any correlation with that person so I get yeah, it I now. Don't I, don't, I don't work that way because 25 people raise their hand. I also don't work with tell me who shows up because we'll do 20 minutes of me describing the person and you don't have a clue. <laughs> then it finally clicks and it's not even for you. It's your next door neighbor's mother and it's a message for their daughter. <laughs> so I don't work that way. You tell me who you want to talk to. That's who I bring through. That's how I work. Yes. Well, Sherry Emily is in chat. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sherry. How are you tonight? Thanks for joining us. You know, and I want to talk about your books. You have quite a few books out there. What inspired you to, to write these books? So I started writing my autobiography 30 or 40 years ago, and I would start to write it, and it was too much for me, and I'd stop. And then one of my kids was about 10 years old and found it on my computer and I did not want him reading it. So I deleted the whole thing. So I went back to starting to write my autobiography again about four or five years ago. 
and I was also taking care of my mom in the nursing home. She was dying. She was very sick. And I was teaching psychic development and mediumship. And I just kept hearing, you need to write the book. You need to write the book. And I'm like, I'm writing the book. They're like, no, you need to write another book. I'm like, what? They're like, well, you have to write a book about what you're teaching. So your students have something in hand. I said, listen, if you want me to write this book, then you're going to have to channel it for me because I don't have the time or energy between everything else that I'm doing. So I literally channeled that book and I wrote it and, and I published it in six weeks, my first book. Oh, then wow. I went back to finish writing my second book, which was my autobiography. And then I developed a seven week program online called the Relationship Mastery Program uh, because I was listening. They had me they had me make videos. I made 10 videos of, you know, helping people in relationships, divorce, childbirth, all, all this stuff. I'm like, why? I don't know why, but I'm doing it. So I did it. I hired a whole camera crew and I made, you know, I wrote everything up and I made these 10 videos and know what to do with the darn things. So within, you know, within a year, I'm helping everybody wants to know about relationships. Um, they helped me put together from the other side, a seven week program. And it helps people reconcile their relationships, whether it's a marriage or a family relationship. My success rate is incredible and it will change their life a hundred percent. It raises your vibration. It helps you connect to the other side, helps you connect to your soul. And then when you're listening to your soul, when you make your decisions from your soul, it's the right decision a hundred percent of the time. When you make it from your head, your head's a computer. It's up you. You're always questioning yourself but not when you're in touch with your soul. So then from there, I wrote my last book, The Five Love Lessons, because from the hundreds of people that I've put through my mastery program, I realized everyone's learning the same things. And those are the five lessons that we are here for our soul to learn. And each lesson reinforces the last lesson. And it's a, it's a cycle. And you cannot... Um, advance your soul basically until you've learned those lessons. So we're here to learn them and teach them to each other. Okay. Wow. And where could we find all of your books? They're on Amazon, right? Yep. You can go to uh, the number five love lessons and that takes you to my website or you can go to my website, juneedward.com. They can also sign up for a free webinar uh, in regards to the, mastery program and learn about the energy and how it teaches your energy oh, you know i have one i have a question for you so we always hear this question between the difference of a twin flame and a soulmate in your opinion what is the difference so there are three different types of relationships there's a twin flame a soulmate and a karmic relationship okay. a twin flame is extremely rare there's all these people thinking that everybody has one no that is not the case it is literally one soul that split in two and reincarnated in two separate bodies. Those people are here to really save humanity and help humanity. They're here for a higher purpose. They will connect at some point in this lifetime. Their entire life will change after they've met. It's always a sexual, romantic relationship. And it's like a karmic and a soulmate on steroids. They last anywhere from three weeks to three months, and that's it. And then when they split, it's like you've been ghosted. And it will change both of your lives and put you on the path that you're supposed to be on. 
And once you've both learned all of the lessons and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you'll have an opportunity at some time in this lifetime to get back together again. That's a twin flame. I wouldn't, wouldn't say everybody would want one. It's not an easy relationship. It's extremely difficult and it's very, very hard um, until you get back together for the second time. So a soulmate relationship is a very comfortable relationship. It's like an old pair of shoes. You kind of, you feel like you've known each other for a long time. Um, it kind of goes along really smoothly. They're meant to teach you some of your lessons, but they're also meant to, to give you some love and comfort along the way. And any relationship can last a short time or a long time. It really depends on what you set up for your plan. Not all relationships are meant to last a lifetime. And then there's the karmic relationship. And a karmic relationship is strictly, karma is what someone owes you or you owe them from a previous lifetime. So they are strictly here to teach you your most difficult lesson in this lifetime. It never really feels comfortable. It always feels like you're looking over your shoulder or you're waiting for the other shoe to drop or it's just something's wrong. And as soon as one or the other learns the lesson that they were supposed to be learning, it ends. It's like you wake up one morning and say, why am I even here? Um, if you both have learned your lessons, it will end amicably. If only one of you has learned your lesson, it will end, but not amicably. Those wow. are the three types of lessons. What do you say about that, Phil? <laughs> Very quiet over there. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, my next question would be, do you believe that there's a creator, as we oh. call God? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, again, source energy. That's You call him whatever you want to call him. There is only one. How did he create us? I, I consider it a God spark because without that, you don't have that soul. That, that's what the soul is. You can create a robot and it's not going to be a human being because it doesn't have that God oh. spark for your soul. That's yeah. Well, I wouldn't count. Well, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't count on that uh, because where they're going with these AI bots right now is scary. Yeah. That is, is scary. That, I mean, I don't even know talking to half the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Um, now, what what about you know aliens and what's your thought on the aliens and the UFOs that we're encountering? So, you know, unfortunately, most people, um, TV is called program, programming, right? There's programs on TV, and they called it program for a reason. They feed you information, and we get brainwashed by what they're telling us and showing us. Look up in the sky, you know, and that's only a minuscule amount of what's actually up there that you see. And to say that this is the only planet that can have life on it, well, this might be the only planet that we live on, but who's to determine what life actually is and what some other entity might need for oxygen or to breathe or live underwater or else, right? Um, I have seen aliens. I have talked to aliens. I can pick up on ones that are in human bodies. The, huh. person, the person that lets me into the Akashic Record Room is a Palladian. Uh, that's an alien. Um, had no idea who he was or what he was, and you know, until I started to talk to other people and research it, and lo and behold, I find out he's a Palladian. Um, I've talked to people that have been abducted multiple times, and I've actually gone back and talked to, to, the, to the Palladian that lets me into the record room to ask why these people are getting constantly abducted. Yeah, they're real. 
we've just been very sheltered and, you know, oh, you're crazy if you think they exist. Yeah. No, they definitely exist. So I'm why are people getting abducted? Uh, well, the woman that I had done a reading for was getting abducted because she had um, been given a new modality, a new energy healing modality. And she was supposed to be putting it into a written form so that multiple people would be able to learn it. And she wasn't doing that. She was teaching small groups. But the human brain also doesn't remember everything verbatim and forgets a lot. So they kept on picking her up and reprogramming her with the information, basically. Explained to her until she actually gets it down in a format that's solid that other people can take and learn from. They're going to keep doing it. But everybody's different for what the reason is. So if you don't mind me, yeah, wait, Jill, I have one more question. Jill, I have one more question, then you can take the yeah, rest of the sure. show. My question is this. I'm going to play hardball, okay? Because when this show is over, I'm going to get about a 1,000 messages. Where do you get your information from? You know, you said, five, you said five minutes ago how programming, right? Everything is programming. Television's programming. Books are programming. It is all programming. So where are you getting your information on everything you've said tonight? I get my information from the other side, from my guides that I talk with. Um, they're mostly guides. So I, I do have angels come through, but angels don't really talk to me about anything. It's usually it's guides. Now, guides are were human at one point in time, and they are on the other side. Uh, I don't always know who they are, um, but they're the ones that are giving me the information. And and I have I also have what's called a gatekeeper. He's the one that um, lines everybody up for me. Say I'm at a show and I'm going over to certain people and I'm bringing people through for them. He lines everyone up. And the one that stops people from coming through to me if I'm not working so that they're not coming through and driving me crazy. My information all comes from the other side. I can't tell you the amount of time I've spent in meditation on the other side and literally going to the lowest level of heaven, which is that 5D. So we're in 3D. When you go to sleep at night, your vibration actually rises and that dream state is 4D and the lowest level of heaven is 5D. So at night when you're sleeping, the difference between a dream and a visit is it they lower their vibration to meet you your vibration is rising it feels real and you wake up immediately and you remember it so that's how you know it's a visit and it is not a dream okay mm -hmm. so when i'm meditating i'm i'm taking my soul up to that 5d level again and meeting and listening and getting whatever information and i ask questions and i don't always get the answer immediately but i'll get my answers within usually that day Thank you. Okay, Julie, take it over. Oh, I was just going to ask her if she thought that you were an alien, that's all. <laughs> I must be multi-dimensional because my brain is definitely out there. Like you're scaring me like am I an alien? Now I'm going to look around at myself. Anybody got a mirror? <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is I don't get all the answers. I've asked questions. You know, when I was writing my first book, everybody kept asking me if we can reincarnate as animals and trees. I went and asked on the other side, I did not get the answer. So then I went back into my own Akashic records to see where my dog had been in a previous life because I was so attached to this dog. And sure enough, he had been a man in a previous life 
that my middle son was my dad and he and I rescued this man and he came back in this lifetime and he was with my son for four years and he was with me for four years. And sometimes, sometimes he comes through as the man and sometimes he comes through as my dog. But I found that it's the souls that are not, um, they're not real advanced souls that usually want to come back as animals. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I, I always wondered about that. If a loved one that passes could come back as your animal. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it does make sense. And they're there on the other side. You know, I bring people through sometimes and I'll have like a trail of four and five animals behind them and I'll describe all the animals. And they're like, oh, yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That is very, very true. Yeah. Um, we have, so we have a question. I think so you're saying aliens are of spirit like humans living thing. I, I can't say I'm sorry. Uh well, she said an alien can go in somebody, has been in somebody. And, you know, that's a good question because how would an alien is a being, they have some kind of leathery skin. So how do they actually enter a person? They have a soul the same way that we do. A soul. They have a soul the same way that we do, yeah. It's their soul that's, that's coming into your body when they're taking you over that, that way. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Now, do they have an alternate heaven? I don't know. Have I ever seen any of them in heaven? Only the Palladian. He's the only alien that I've seen him put in heaven. Haven't looked for them, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you any more than that. Okay, so, she's saying, so are you saying aliens are the spirit like humans or any li other living thing and you can see them? Where are they from? So from? the ones that I have seen, other than the Palladian uh, that's in the Akashic Record Room, the only other ones that I've seen here on Earth are the ones that look like they've taken over a human body. And they, they communicate to mental, with mental telepathy. Okay. Well, it's funny because I watch the news every day. My government's been taken over, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what they are anymore. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's an episode uh, of The Simpsons or something, isn't there, where they pull all the masks off? We're waiting for that. <laughs> They've been pretty accurate so far, from what I hear. So, those are the brightest aliens, that's for sure. But uh, yeah. this is this is really cool stuff. Really cool. Yes, yes, yes. And I have one more question. What do you think about the lady that was on the airplane, the experience that she had? I have no idea. I, you know, I haven't really, I, I saw a little clip on it. I have no idea if she picked up on somebody who was a robot or an alien or she's mentally ill. I have no idea. I, I'm not going to judge her or, or make an opinion. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. It's, it's confusing. It, it is a confusing thing. Is, was she mentally ill or I believe she saw something. Um, but could could I mean you know the people talk about lizard people they are absolutely real and wait until you encounter someone who actually blinks his eyes in that's a freaky thing it is run <laughs> yeah it's really scary I, I I thought I was seeing things I'm sitting there and talking to, you know with like three or four people around me and I'm listening to this person who's probably about four feet from me and all of a sudden 
the eyes didn't blink this way. The eyes blinked this way. And I just, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like, did I just see what I thought I just saw? Am I seeing things? I, I couldn't even talk. I was like stupefied. And I'm like, so you've I gotta seen go. <laughs> that, you've seen that in person. I saw it in person. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually at a political event years ago. Wow. Yeah, it kind of like reminds me of like the Illuminati and the Freemason and the people who control the world. Um, you know, there's that big question mark or who is controlling everything? You know, are these the people that control everything? And we just don't know it. So what you have to remember is just like with money and balance in our 3D life, money is the vehicle used to show whether or not your life is in balance or not. So politics is the vehicle that they're using now for good and evil, because that's what's happening right now on a larger scale. It's good and evil, and it's just being played out around the world through the politics so people can see it. That's what's happening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Remember, good always wins. That's Good true. always wins. God always that. wins. Good always wins. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to. So. I guess one of the last questions I would have, and then Julie, you could take it off from that point, but if, and there's a very good possibility, and I don't want to be negative, but if there was a nuclear war, because that's where we're headed, and nothing was left of mankind, even if the earth still would be here, I don't even know, then what happens to everyone, all the souls? Do they go well, to that you're either gonna, Absolutely. You're going to go up or down, right? <laughs> and again, the only ones that are going to go down are the ones that actually killed everybody and didn't have any remorse for it. They're going to go to hell. Um, and, the, you know, let me tell you, it's not a bad spot to be up in heaven. I look forward to going back. I have no fear at all. I definitely look forward to it. And the people that are getting out early, sometimes I'm a little envious. You know, it's, it's amazing oh, on wow. the other side. It truly is truly is amazing yeah yeah well phil you've had he's had an experience too um so yeah yeah i'm listening and i'm digesting what she's saying and of course we're out of the show but very interesting to say the least and where can people find you and all that good stuff right on my website juneedward.com i have a blog on there too i've written you know i haven't written anything on the blog for a while but this story's in my books as well of some of the readings and the real life things that have happened. And yeah, there's a lot of webinars and uh, a lot of uh, interviews and things on my, on my website, a lot of interesting stuff on there. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate oh. it. It's been a great thank show. You. And unfortunately it flew by like they all do. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, it was so thank great. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and a uh, special thank, thank you to, Carnation for fully sponsoring the show. Um, we love them. They've been doing it from the very beginning. So, and please join us next week on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. And don't forget, we are live on Roku right now. So thank you, June, for coming on tonight. And everybody have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank bye. You. Bye. Bye. bye.